Welcome to the Broken Heart Club podcast episode number six. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about why you should not be friends with your ex. And this is a problem I have faced a lot of times in my life. And I'm sure you guys have too. And you guys were met with this decision. Or maybe some of you guys are thinking about it. Uh, what's the harm? What's the worst thing gonna happen? Well, I'll tell you what's the worst thing gonna happen. And it's pretty horrible. So buckle your seatbelts. I will tell you why you should not be friends with your ex. And I'm aware that it is a hard decision to make. And it's, it's hard to say no to being friends with your ex. Because during the breakup and after the breakup, you're basically, you become a beggar. You'll take any scrap they give you. If they're like, uh, we can't be romantically involved, but I can be your friend. And you're like so sad and so miserable and so heartbroken that you'll be like yes 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 master i'll take it i'll take whatever i'll be your friend i'll do whatever so we we dumpies are already in a losing position when the breakup happens so dumpies are very likely to just accept the friendship be like oh sure at least i have something at least i can talk to her you know but this is actually Doing that is a horrible decision. Being friends with your ex is a horrible decision. And I'm going to talk about that today. Now, the first thing, the most important thing, because I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of reasons, but the most important thing is it prevents your healing. I talk about this a lot. At this point, it's completely ad hominem. Ad nauseum. Sorry, I, I fucked up the words. Anyways, it's, it's right now, it's ad, ad nauseum right now. If you have read my articles and listened to my podcasts. In love, your brain releases chemicals that make you feel elated. And your mind, your mind being the addict, the fiend, will get addicted to these happy chemicals. Okay? This addiction is usually harmless, but after a breakup, this addiction is disastrous. Okay? When you're in love, when you're in a relationship, this addiction is totally fine. You know, love is kind of like an addiction. If you really think about it, if you look at the research that, and you'll see that when, when heroin addicts are addicted to something, when meth addicts are addicted to something, and when that thing is taken away, their brain looks a certain way. When you take heroin away from a heroin addict, their brain goes nuts. I mean, obviously. And when you take love away from somebody who was in love, such as breaking up with them, their brain goes nuts, naturally. But interesting thing that is that when you see the heroin addict's fucked up brain and you see the person who got dumped's fucked up brain, they look almost similar. The withdrawal symptoms are pretty similar. I mean, then a heroin addict will have aches and pains. Somebody who's got broken up with will have aches and pains, their head hurts. So I'm obviously not saying it's the same thing, but it's very similar. That's why a lot of scientists and a lot of psychologists have called lug, sorry, love a drug. I just call love lug. I, I've been saying love so much that my brain has like, it's it's telling me, hey, stop saying love. This uh, We don't want to hear this anymore. But this is my career, this is my job, so I will say love again and again. 
So when people are in love and they get broken up with, they their brains act the same way a heroin addict's brain acts when heroin is taken away from it. That's why a lot of scientists and psychologists say love is a very, very potent drug. It also explains a lot of the Instagram quotes that say, I don't do heroin, I don't do marijuana. The only drug I do is love. You know, you kind of cringe when you see that kind of post. But there's some truth. There's some truth to that saying. So love is a drug and you're addicted to it. So we need to break that addiction, especially after somebody breaks up with you. You can be addicted to love when you're in a relationship, but you cannot be addicted to love when that person breaks up with you. In order to break that addiction, you have to go no contact. That's the only way. The only way to break your addiction, the only way to fall out of love with your ex-girlfriend is to cut all contact with her. You need to go cold turkey on love. Keeping in touch with your ex will keep reopening your wounds and prevent you from healing. Be patient. Healing takes time. A lot of you guys keep emailing me and telling me, uh, my ex broke up with me two weeks ago. I'm still in so much pain. It's only been two weeks. The breakup is still so fresh. Yes, you will be in pain. You will be in pain for a long time. You have to accept that. You will be in pain. You've got to be patient. Healing takes time and falling out of love takes longer. What do I mean when I say, what's the difference between healing and falling out of love? When you're healing and when you're done healing, you won't feel so much pain anymore from the breakup. But when you fall out of love, you won't feel anything for your ex anymore. And that takes a longer time. You'll heal before you fall out of love. And I've seen this so many times in my personal life, in the scientific literature I read, in the clients I talk to, is people that never fall in, uh, never fall out of love with their exes are usually the people who still talk to them. And I was talking to this girl I know for a long time, and she said that, oh, I can't, I can't date. And I'm like, why? Why can't you date anymore? She's like, oh, I'm still in love with my ex. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably, <laughs> that's a good reason why you should not date at this moment. And I asked her that, hey, how long have you, how long have you guys been broken up for? And then she's like, oh, it's been six years. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, it's been six years since you guys broken up and you're still in love with your ex? And then she's like, yeah, I talk to him every day. And I'm like, no shit, you're still in love with your ex. You talk to your ex every single day since six years. Of course, you did not let your brain adapt to the new reality that this is a person I should not be in love with anymore. Okay? You did not give your brain the time to fall out of love with your ex. The only way to fall out of love with your ex is stop talking to them. Stop talking to them, going no contact. And that will force your brain to not be in love with your ex. So that's what I find was very, very interesting. The only people that never fall out of love with their ex are people who still talk to them 
talk to them. So here's what you do. You go no contact. If you don't know what the heck that is, you have to listen to my previous podcast where I talk about no contact for the whole time. So I totally recommend that episode for people who are like, no contact, what's no contact? Now, second reason, your ex might friend zone you forever, okay? If you go into the friend zone, you might actually stay there forever. Because I know you're not gonna be friends with her thinking, oh, I, I'll just be friends with her. I know most of you guys, when you go, guys become friends with your ex, there's a hidden agenda. There's a hidden, hidden agenda. Oh, I'm gonna be friends with her, but then slowly, slowly I'll get closer to her and I'll make her romantically interested in me. I know your master plan, I know what you're planning, and let me tell you, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work because our brains are designed to put things and people into categories. So when you become their friend, they'll put you in the friend zone, and it will be a very difficult task to get out of that friend zone. I was in love with my boss. I know this will sound really random coming right now. But I was in love with my boss. She was a very attractive woman. And for the longest time, I had a huge crush on her. Like, ah, the huge-ass crush on her. And slowly, slowly, she kind of started being like my mother figure and a big sister type of figure, kind of like my mentor. So the cognitive dissonance of her acting like my mother and me being in romantic love with her ruined the love so you obviously can't be romantically like romantically loving somebody who acts like a mother to you consistently right so when she was becoming a kind of like a acting like my mother acting like a big sister i started to kind of wait i don't think i should be romantically in love with this person this is just weird so it created a lot of cognitive dissonance in me and over time I saw her more as a big sister, I saw her more as a mother, and I stopped being romantically in love with her, and I started being just in love with her, like as a mother. So we like to put people in neat little categories. When your ex puts you in the friend zone, she will stop being attracted to you in that way. She'll stop feeling romantically in love with you in any way. She'll have, maybe she'll have a platonic type of love towards you, but that's the problem. It's like a platonic type of love, and that's not what you want, right? So if she makes you her friend, the chances of you getting her back as your girlfriend will be very, very different. And I use the pronoun her and she a lot, but this applies to guys as well guys doesn't matter if you're dating a guy or a girl the same thing applies to everyone now why do we put people in categories we were evolved to do this it was way easier to put people in categories rather than individually evaluate every single person that's too much cognitive load that's too much work so we evolved to put people in categories people and things in categories so being her friend is not the best idea for you if you want her back or if you want to heal of course the third third reason if you choose to remain her friend it shows her that there is no consequence to breaking up with you because think about this this is the perfect situation for her okay she can break up with you but still keep you in her life she loses she isn't losing anything you are one text away from being her booty call 
uh, shoulder to cry on or her Uber driver. I've seen this so many fucking times that it makes me cry. It makes me cry because I've seen this happen to a lot of guys and girls, okay? Girls getting dumped by their exes and after the dumping is done, the ex, let's say, let's call this ex Michael. So Michael has done the dumping to, let's call the dumpy Ashley. So Michael dumped Ashley and told Ashley, hey, I still love you. Let's just keep in touch and be friendly with each other. And Ashley, because she's dumped and she's miserable and Mrs. Michael, she's like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll take it. I'll be your friend. So Michael goes around hooking up with random chicks on Tinder. And this is a true story, by the way. I'm not, the names are completely made up, but this is, this happened. And Michael goes around screwing random girls on Tinder. And the days where he doesn't get laid, he calls Ashley. Hey, Ashley, why don't you just come over? And then Ashley would come over to Michael's house. And Michael and Ashley would make love. And Ashley would think, oh, he he's trying to get back with me. That's why we're having sex. He's trying to get back with me. But later, Ashley would find out that this was just a hookup, right? This was just a hookup. So Ashley stayed the night and Michael was like, oh, this was just a hookup. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just really drunk. This was just a hookup. Ashley, don't get this twisted. This was just a hookup. Then Ashley's like, oh, okay. And then Ashley goes back to her house. And she thinks that, oh, if I hook up with him enough times, maybe he will see the value in me, the value that I provide him. No, you you become a second choice. You become uh, something to get when he can't get any. So if Michael can't get any of the Tinder girls he's dating, he'll get you. You're a second choice. It's very brutal, but that's that's the thing. And anytime Michael has any emotional problems, he he calls Ashley. Hey, Ashley, I've been struggling. Oh, I need to vent. And then Ashley, of course, is like, oh, Michael, I'm here for you. Vent, whatever, whatever. What's wrong, baby? And anytime Michael wants to text and, you know, entertain himself, he can text Ashley. Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? What you doing? And Ashley's going to be like, I'm doing great, blah, blah. And Ashley's going to talk. So Michael is getting to talk to Ashley, Michael is getting to have sex with Ashley, Michael is getting to use Ashley as someone to vent to. So he's getting all the pros of a relationship without giving the actual commitment to Ashley. Because he can get all these things from Ashley and still have sex with some Tinder girl. And that's totally fine because Ashley and Michael are not in a relationship. So This is a perfect situation for Michael because Michael is getting everything he wants without the actual commitment. Isn't this like the best deal for Michael? Why would Michael take Ashley back? He's already getting everything he wants without giving her the commitment. So why would he make Ashley his girlfriend again if he's getting everything from Ashley without her being his girlfriend? Why? If only Ashley said to Michael, hey, Michael, I'm not actually going to do this anymore. I'm going no contact with you. If you want if you want me, that's the only time you can contact me. Otherwise, let's not talk anymore. When she, If she did that, then Michael would actually feel the value of Ashley. Because none of these Tinder girls would give 
the value Ashley gave her. They wouldn't be as funny as Ashley, text back as fast as Ashley. They wouldn't have been a good listener as Ashley. Maybe they wouldn't even have that sexual ability Ashley had, right? So the only way the dumper will, re- will realize the value of the dumpy is when the dumpy goes no contact. So that's the only way the dumper will realize the value. If you give the value, if you keep giving the value, they won't realize the value. I know that's very counterintuitive and makes no fucking sense. But that's the thing. We take it for granted. Michael ta- is taking Ashley for granted. The only way your ex will realize your value if your ex loses you. And the way your ex will lose you if you go no contact and give an ultimatum to your ex. Hey, if you want to make things work again, only then contact me. Otherwise, we should not talk for any reason. Then you walk out the door. And another thing is that when you're friends with your ex, okay, when you're friends with them, when you're talking to them, when you're hanging out with them, this prevents them from missing you or experiencing any of the pain. They're not experiencing any pain from the breakup. If they're not experiencing any pain from the breakup, they will never have to face the decision to leave you. If they never have to face that decision, they will never reconsider that decision. But even more importantly, they are experiencing none of the pain while you are experiencing the mother load of pain. Every time your ex talks to you, your ex feels a sense of relief that, oh, oh, I did not lose her. I did not lose him. Like every time she talks to you, she feels relief since it reassures her that she hasn't lost you. You feel a kind of relief too when you talk to your ex. But that relief is accompanied by discomfort, longing, and dull ache. I've tried this. I tried being friends with my ex a long, long time ago when I was a a, a young boy. Right now, I'm a very, very old man. But a long time ago, I did try being friends with my ex. The problem was that we would try to talk. And she would be like, oh, how have you been? And then I would say like, blah, 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 blah. And then she would say, blah, blah, blah. And there was always, as being the dumpy, there was always a sense of, I miss how we used to be romantic with each other. I missed how we used to be romantic with each other. So when we were being platonic with each other, I really like missed the romantic side. And when I was only getting the platonic side, I was just, every time I would, she would call me her friend and she would call me, oh, hey, bro. It would just kill me in, in the inside. It would kill me in the inside. And it was a dull ache. So the problem is that if they talk, keep talking to you, they'll feel relieved. You'll feel relieved too. But that relief is accompanied by pain. And that's not healthy for you. This unequal distribution of pain is because you are the victim of the situation, not the dumper. She has all the power here. To get your power back, you need to flip this power dynamic. Because everybody asks me, hey, why, why, why am I feeling so much pain and my ex isn't feeling so much pain? It's because they were the dumper. Let, let me tell you why. Now, before I, before I answer that question, I'm going to ask you, why do you think we always make a big deal about who dumped who? When a breakup occurs. Like when a breakup occurs, that's what we first want to know. Hey, 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 who dumped who? Huh? Because it shows us with whom the power lies. In this instance, the dumper has all the power. 
As an added bonus, the dumper tends to feel less shitty at first because she was the one who chose to break up. On the other hand, dumpies feel extra shitty at first because the breakup was forced upon them. If a thug forced you to run a mile at gunpoint, it would be a horrific experience. But if you chose to run that mile by yourself, you would feel accomplished. It would actually be a pleasant experience. The only difference between the two scenarios is your ability or lack of to choose. When a situation is forced on you, you will feel miserable and powerless. Hence, the dumpy feels worse than the dumper in the beginning. However, the dumpy can still gain some power back. He can reject the dumper's friendship, effectively balancing the power dynamics in the situation. Because in this situation, the dumpy makes the choice of rejecting the dumper's offer. When the dumper dumped you, they rejected they rejected you romantically. They said, hey, I don't want you to see you romantically anymore. Okay, they rejected you romantically. And then when they ask you for friendship, you can reject their friendship. You're like, hey, I don't want to be your friend. You're now rejecting them. They reject you. Now you reject them. That's how the power balance is gained back for you. Now, another reason why you should not be friends with your ex is you being her friend will not prevent her from dating other guys. A lot of dumpies tend to think that, okay, if I stick around, if I stick around, she won't be able to date other people or she won't be dating people because she'll feel guilt. She'll feel guilty about breaking up with me and she won't date other guys because I'm going to be around all the time. I'm going to be around her 24-7 and she can't, she can't log in Tinder if I'm around. Okay, a lot of dumpies try to prevent their exes from dating. These efforts are wasted since they never work. If someone wants to date, they will. You can't convince your ex not to date. Trying to prevent your ex from dating will also make you look pathetic. Looking pathetic is not attractive. I know some of you think looking pathetic is attractive. No, it's not. Looking pathetic is not attractive. This will result in your ex losing attraction for you and will decrease your chances of getting her back. If you want her back, by the way, if you want her back, this will decrease those chances. And even if you don't want her back, more importantly, you will see yourself as pathetic. And there's nothing worse than that. Once you start seeing yourself as pathetic, you won't respect yourself anymore. If you can't respect yourself, who the hell's... Who else will respect you? If you don't respect yourself, who else will respect you? Nobody. I see this so many times happening all the time. Like the dumpy clings on to the relationship after it's been over. The dumper is polite. Is polite to the dumpy at first, you know? They're trying to respond to the dumpy's texts. Because they feel bad for you. They feel bad. Oh, I hurt him. So I guess I owe him. I owe him a friendship at least. They're giving it to you out of pity. They're giving you an offer of friendship out of pity. Out of pity. Obviously not 100% out of pity, but a part of it is out of pity. And when you accept that friendship, you're accepting their pity. That's so unattractive. That is so unattractive. I would never recommend anyone from accepting the pity friendships given from their exes. No, say no, say no. 
don't let them pity you. Don't let them pity you. It's not an attractive look. It is not an attractive look for you, for anyone. If if you're dating another another girl, if you go on a date and you tell your uh, date that, oh, I'm still very good friends with your ex, your date's gonna be like, eh, eh, what? You're you're still friends with your ex? That's a bit that's a bit weird. Because the, the, there's also gonna be an assumption that wait, you don't have any friends. That's why you have to make your ex your friend. Don't you have any friends? Like when somebody says that they're friends with their ex, I go like, eh, really? You couldn't find anybody else to be your friend? It had to be your ex? Obviously, there, there's, there's some cases where it's okay to be friends with your ex or friendly with your ex. If you share kids with each other, you guys have to kind of coordinate everything. So yeah, in that case, you have to be friendly with your ex because you guys have kids together and you guys need to coordinate how to meet the kids. So, all right, that's one situation you can be friendly with your ex. Fine. But every other situation, hell no. Even in, even if you guys work together, just be professional. Don't be friendly. You can be professional. Be polite and professional. That's it. You don't have to be friendly. You don't have to be her friend. Polite and professional if you work with her. And that's, that's hard to do. I'm not saying that's going to be easy to do, but you're going to have to do it. If you're serious about healing, if you're serious about recovery, then you'll have to 100% do that. And I'm not claiming that any of this is easy. When, when my ex broke up with me a long time ago, I wanted to say yes to her friendship. Because I was so broken, I was like, fuck, I'll take anything. I was like a hungry beggar in the middle of the desert. I'm like, I'll take anything, I'll take anything, I'll eat shit, whatever. But I decided not to. I was like, you know what? No. Even then, I knew the ramifications of being their friend. And another reason why you should not be friends with your ex is when they start dating you will go batshit crazy okay imagine your ex telling you all about the cute dates she has been going to do i really have to explain why this is a bad decision bad idea for you like imagine your ex telling telling you that oh i just been on a date this guy's name is chad and he was so tall and he was so handsome and he bought for my meal but i didn't like that he paid like do you really want to be listening to that because they will tell you if if you're your you are friends with your ex they will spill the beans that oh i went to went on a date with this guy named chad and it was amazing blah blah, blah. that's what friends do friends tell each other about their dating life their love life and she's she not she's not gonna be doing that to hurt you. She she would just be doing that to update you on her life. And even if you make some sort of agreement with your ex that okay, uh, we can be friends, we can be friends, but um, don't tell me about your dating life. Okay, you can make an agreement with your ex. Don't tell tell me about your dating life. But what's gonna happen next is her social media posts her behavior, her environment will inevitably reveal that she is dating someone. The truth always comes out one way or another. Even if you tell her not to tell you that she uh, about her dating life, you'll know. You'll go to her place to hang out and then you'll hear the laundry. You'll you'll hear hear the washing machine. And you'll be like, "Hmm." What's in the washing machine? And then she'll be like, oh, my my bed sheets and blanket. And then you'll be like, oh, oh, you're washing your bed sheets and blanket in the middle of the week? Don't you do that 
on Saturdays usually, and then she'll be like, yeah, well, I had to because someone was over. And then you will put one and two together and be like, oh, somebody came to her house and had sex with her and made a mess on the bed. So that's why she had to do the laundry. And when that realization hits you, you will become batshit crazy and your head will explode and you will start bawling like a madman. And don't tell me how I know this. Don't ask me how I know this. I just do. When you realize your ex has been screwing some other dude, your head will explode. So in order to avoid that situation, do not be friends with your ex. Do not. And another reason, another reason why you should not be friends with your ex is because many dumpers, many dumpers tend to say, maybe in the future we can date, but for now, let's be friends. A lot of dumpers say that. A lot of dumpers give false hope like that. Maybe in the future we can date, but for now, let's be friends. Let me use my highly sophisticated state-of-art bullshit meter to translate that sentence for you. This is what that sentence means, okay? The sentence means that if I can't find anyone else or a better situation, I'll come crawling back to you. Maybe, I don't know. So please hold my hand while I drag you along. So if any, any ex tells you, Maybe in the future we can date, but for now, let's be friends. That's what it means. It means if I can't find anyone else or a better situation, I'll come crawling back to you. Maybe. I don't know. So please hold my hand while I drag you along. Do you do you really want to be somebody's maybe? I mean, come on. You got to have some respect for yourself. And... You might think that your ex is being malicious and she's being like this because she's evil. No, that's not true. Your ex isn't doing that on purpose. She thinks she's being kind to you by leaving a door open. But that door isn't really open. It's a maybe door. Maybe doors might or might not be open. Maybe she'll, maybe she'll date you again. Maybe she will not. It's all very uncertain. It's all up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? Why put your love life in a maybe? Why put your love life to chance? Oh, maybe my ex is going to realize she loves me when she's friends with me. Maybe, maybe she will. Like, why, why, why maybe? You need to realize that you are too valuable to be anyone's maybe. If anybody makes you a maybe in their life, you should make them a hell no in yours. You become second choice. You become their second choice, okay? When you're still friends with them. If they fail everywhere else, if they try to go on Tinder dates and fail everywhere and try relationship and fail in that relationship, they'll come back to you. You're a second choice. And... What's the guarantee that they're going to stay with the second choice? When we make a second choice, we don't really uh, like that thing. That's not the, our first choice. So what you have to do to make her or him your first choice is by going no contact. When they lose you completely, then they start understanding what's your value. And then maybe they'll think that, oh, this guy's my first choice. 
my ex, the guy who I dumped, was my, is my first choice. I should reach out to him because I lost him. And now I realize he's so valuable. But if your ex does not come to that realization, then why would you want her in the first place? If your ex never sees you as a first choice anymore, why would you want her in the first place? I am what they call a breakup coach. I've been working in this industry for the last three years. I've helped over hundreds of clients get the result they wanted. If you want help with your specific situation, I can totally help you. Because I understand that every situation is different, every breakup is different. There's no one glove fits all solution. If you want your ex back or just want to recover from the breakup, I can help you. If you want advice tailored to your specific situation, email me at brokenheartclubhelp at gmail.com. Again, brokenheartclubhelp at gmail.com. Let me spell it out for you. B R O K-E-N-H-E-A-R-T-C-L-U-B-H-E-L-P at gmail.com And yes, all the letters are in lower cases. There is no capital letters in the email. I, I'll probably uh, put my email in the description of the podcast so you can easily copy and paste it. Yeah, so that's it. If you need help, you can reach me there. That's all I have for you today. If you like my podcast, like my post, please, 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 please follow me, subscribe to me or whatever you need to do because there will be a lot more future content on your way. And... Always remember, no matter what happens, you will be okay, eventually.